and welcome to episode 145 of Relics of Ore. I'm your host, Grybok, and joining me this morning are my fine companions, Evie and Spirit. How are you doing this morning, Spirit? Meh. Yeah. Time zones, right? Yeah. It got worse because daylight savings. And it's about to get double worse because I don't know if this is going to blow our viewers' minds or our listeners' minds, but it blew mine. When we both do daylight savings, they go two hours out of sync with us because they're on the upside down half of the world. Yep. Yep. All right. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of time zones, Evie, how are you doing this morning? <laughs> Holy hell, that was a loud noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like a pterodactyl today, as yeah, in extinct. <laughs> <laughs> You're very dead. Yeah, I can make pterodactyl noises again, but I don't think anybody wants to hear that. Um, yeah, so how have you guys been? It's been been a couple weeks since we recorded. <laughs> I'm, I may or may not have been recording constantly in-game, because I'm just like, <gasps> first-person camera, FOV, oh my god. Yeah. That's a thing. That is a thing. How about you, Spirit? Are you? What have you been up to lately in game? Dungeon. Dungeons. I don't know. I think that's like a become a comfort thing for me. Speedrunning dungeons, like I do it for money, but I've also been doing it for fun lately because I just like speedrunning dungeons, and I like dungeons, and I like money, and I like doing them fast. But more importantly, we've been doing a raw. That's the thing. Is like I've been learning all the. All the stealths, all the tricks for a raw. Mm. I've been having a lot of fun with that. Because I, I love a raw, okay? You guys, I really love a raw. I could just never, like, persuade anyone to do it with me. Because it's like, ah, oh, it takes so long. But no, it doesn't take long. Because I can carry your whole group through in stealth now. It's great. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. All right, well, Evie brought up our first and probably our most major talking point. So I guess, well, let's talk about some Patch Adams. They're squirrels. They're one of the most amiable creatures on the planet. Oh, no, they're not. On the list of hostile predators, they're right above the bottom, just above baby chicks and slugs. What could they possibly want? Your nuts? So as alluded to, there's the whole FOV first-person mega patch that everybody's been dreaming of for the past two years. Have you guys taken advantage of that? Yes. Uh, Evie, go first. Talk about things. Um, okay. Having collision off, like, completely, it's buggy. But it's so fucking funny. What do you mean, having collision off? There's, like, like a collision detector slider right up to or above or below the FOV one. And if you turn it all the way to the right, you, like, go inside walls and stuff with your camera. It's hilarious. Mm, I see. Yeah, I actually completely forgot about that feature. I haven't messed with it at all yet. Um, how are how do you how do you fall on the FOV uh side of things? Like, was, did it bother you before, or it didn't bother me in like in like maybe dizzy or anything? It bothered me because I couldn't see everything. Sure, sure. But I am definitely happy and suffer from less eye strain, or not eye strain, eye fatigue. There's a difference while playing for a long period now, because my FOV slider can go all the way to the right, and just like, whoop, 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 I can see the sky! And it is beautiful. How about you, Spirit? How do you, how, how do you fall on the whole FOV spectrum? 
Uh, FOV in okay. So in most games, FOV is something I really do quite care about because I get motion sick very easily, and having the ability to customize your FOV is something that goes a long way towards fixing that for me. Um, I think I've just played enough Guild Wars where I kind of just got used to it after a long time. I do remember it being an issue at launch, but I think I just kind of powered through it in this case because I played so much Guild Wars. Um, I definitely noticed that when I was running around, everything seemed cooler if I just looked up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> So I'm hoping that, yeah, I'm hoping that it'll help show off a lot of the environmental art that you might not get to see because I'm like a lot of times I'd be taking people through stuff I'd be like look at all this cool stuff and now look up and there's more cool stuff up there and they're like whoa I've never seen that before I've played 2,000 hours of this game I didn't know there was a statue of Balthazar at Balthazar's temple <laughs> like <laughs> seriously stuff like that yeah um yeah for me it's it's one of those things that I think absolutely ought to be in every game. I am usually happy with default FOV, and in fact, actually, I get disoriented when I crank it all the way up because it looks fish-eyed to me, um, and it really bothers me when I turn my camera. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think... I mean, it's it's really important, and I'll try and put the link in the show notes, but I, I found a really good educational video about why FOV matters and what exactly it means and why it's more of a problem on PC games than it is on console games. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the main the main takeaway is that the distance between the screen and the viewer and the width of the screen relative to that distance is much more variable on PCs, and so there's not really a very good one-size-fits-all FOV, whereas on consoles... There's generally a pretty often considered ratio of what people find satisfactory for viewing anything, and so the FOV and there's is a much larger distance, right? And well. so the the FOV is a lot easier to peg down. Like I have a really big monitor, uh, or a pretty big monitor, but you know, I think I sit farther away from it than a lot of people do. So anyway, same chance. <laughs> but I think the first person camera really is a. At least for me, it's at least as big, if not much bigger, when it comes to what you were saying, Spirit, about viewing the world, because the camera's always been a little bit wonky, but being able to just zoom in first person and just look completely unobscured and unintruded by your own character and the ground and all that jazz... Pretty Unless cool. you have it set to the height of your character, then okay, the listen. world looks very interesting. Yeah, I actually really love that feature. It it ties the camera height to the height of your character's head. So if you're playing in a Sura, it's going to look drastically different than if you're playing a, say, max size Norn, which was really... I just felt really tall for like the first time in my life. I'm 5'3", <laughs> and I have a ton of friends who are over 6 foot, and I'm like... I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just a short person, and all of a sudden I was like looking down on all of my party mates' heads. I was like wow, you guys are short. And everyone was like, wow, you are tall. Dude, imagine uh, what happens when we get VR integration. I know. I'm so excited for that. You'll live your dream of being tall. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Tall Simulator, my favorite game. <laughs> uh, I was going to make another point. Oh, I, one thing I was kind of sad about was that the first-person camera doesn't 
doesn't seem to be attached to the head turn of your character. I thought that would be really cool if your your character said followed where you were looking in first person, which I know isn't always uh, very graceful and probably would have caused a lot of problems, but I would have liked that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things that I can't really... Yeah. It's not, I... like, on my list of demands of, like, things that I need to have to have an excellent game. I just thought it would have been a neat detail since... Yeah, but... yeah. It's one of those things where, like, clearly they put a lot of development effort in to, like, make this happen at all, and it's not what you would call necessarily, like, a core feature, and so on on little or sub points like that, I can, I totally, you know, I'm totally fine with them just saying, no, too much, too much time, too much energy for that, so, but it would have been nice, you're right, especially for the RP community, mm-hmm. but... We had a lot of bugs with this set of patches, didn't we? Guild chat was broken. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit disappointing. A lot of stuff with guilds were broken. Um, guild chat, you had to go offline and back online in your friends list to be able to chat in guild chat. Otherwise, okay, this is actually just me being a dork, but every time I get a message saying you are not in guild, I worry that I get kicked from the guild when I'm the sole guild leader. <laughs> And no one can kick me unless I kick myself, but I just panic every time. <laughs> nope, there's uh, there's been a vote. They put in a, you know, a, no, a board of players. Don't kick me. You've been revoked. Um, yeah, but also our... The guild upgrades, the most recent one was stuck on 0% for everyone. And then our second upgrade slot just wasn't working at all, which was like not a super huge deal because we've got guild missions queued from here until next Thursday no much longer than that we have 10 of each because I got paranoid that guild hall information was coming and I was like we need to stockpile in case we don't make them for like 10 weeks so I'm porting guild missions right now just in case they drop any information about guild halls (laughs) Uh, that's funny uh were there any other bugs? I The guild one is the one I remember the most, but we keep uh, getting patches over and over again. Yeah, actually there was a... Um, I didn't hear this for the first couple of days, but there was a bug where characters not anywhere near you when they triggered their like voice. So like if you were in the south end of Lornar's Pass and somebody on the north end of Lornar's Pass got down to the script, all of a sudden your character would shout, Help me! <laughs> which is like it was very strange it just picked up like chatter from other people yeah and voices in your voices. head yeah yeah i didn't get that for the first couple days and then all of a sudden i logged in on my female char warrior was running to the karka queen and i heard like help me or it was like a, like a downstate cry and i stopped to look around i went i Oh, I don't see anyone. And I was looking straight at my char when she opened her mouth and said, she said, the pinnacle of engineering in a female voice. <laughs> and then she did the ranger whistle in a male voice. So I uh, <laughs> got hit on by my warrior. <laughs> you are the pinnacle of engineering. I am. I was very flattered and also confused. Nature's perfectly designed killing machine. My favorite bug was the uh, jungle worm in the safari starting area, the model would come up, but it had no texture, so it looked like a roundworm. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> that is horrifying. Uh, uh, let's see here. Anybody want to hit the stability changes? 
Best change ever. <laughs> so you like it. I love it. I think it's the best thing to happen in PvP in this game in a really long time. Along with the condition damage nerf, but that's something else entirely. Along with conditions what? Condition damage nerf. Oh, yeah. Wasn't um, that not a nerf? Wasn't that like they accidentally did fire damage and then they fixed it? Look, look, I can dream, okay? Okay, so your like day long nerf was was great. So what? Uh, so what do you what do you like about it so much? Like, what does that open up for avenues of play for you? It, as a non as a casual non PvP person. Okay, I have two perspectives. The PvP one is, oh my god, this makes boon stripping much less of a what's the word I'm looking for requirement. Well, the thing is, you can still strip it. Right. So, it's still good, but it's not, like, if you don't have it, you're basically useless. Right, because you could power through it. Like, mm-hmm. it can still be stripped, but you can also actually get rid of it without a boon stripping proper. Exactly. Right. And I've seen a rise in dagger pistol thieves now That's that aren't just spamming Heartseeker. That's good. Which is a great thing. Have you noticed much of a PvE impact? Not really. Um, I have a feeling we won't really see how this system is supposed to play out until we get the defiance part. Yeah. On enemies. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. That'll probably be the point where they like really fine-tune everything for PC mechanics on both ends. But right now... I mean, it's not like they rebalanced everything to account for it. Right. eh. I mean, they they sort of rebalanced some skills that gave you stability. Yeah, but they didn't rebalance the enemies we fight in PvE. Correct. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, Yeah. Spirit, do you have any thoughts on the change? Yeah, not yet. It hasn't really impacted anything I've been doing recently. Yeah. Um, I've been wondering about World v. World and how that does it. I just haven't haven't been in World v. World proper in, in a while, so... Yeah, me neither. I feel like it's like time for a new World v. World season. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's I've been, been a while. For that too. It's been a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think it's. I like the move away from just like this god boon, just in general. So in general, I like it. But I don't really play too many professions that have ready access to stability. So on a personal level, I haven't really noticed much of an impact yet. But, you know, it'll, like you said, I think that when they introduce the Defiance bar, we'll see some things. And also with when Heart of Thorns comes out in general, we may see, depending on how enemies are designed and that kind of stuff, like we may see more of an impact in PvE anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like that. I like that they're coming out with these features that like you might sort of associate with the expansion but they're coming out with these ones earlier and like, sort of like getting them percolating before you know before everything shifts up at the same time i think that's mm-hmm. really healthy for the game it's also incredibly intelligent to do because yeah. when you change everything at once something can break and then you're just like what caused the break and you're just like no 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 yeah, yeah, it's it's really good for identifying what the actual problem is, rather than just being like, well, let's just take a shot in the dark, and then probably nerf or buff the wrong thing, and then, you know. Exactly. Our, spiral of Doom. Isaiah's Balance. 
Oh, hey, right. World. Speaking of worlds v. world, completion was removed. Yay. Map completion. <laughs> map, map completion, yeah. I'm kind of of two minds with that, because I think if they take out the the world completion, they should take out the Badge of Honor requirement, too. Oh, I would agree with that. But... Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I don't know. then again, the thing is, like, you can always earn Badges of Honor, but, like, you can be locked out for months from getting certain keeps, if depending on your server tier. Mm-hmm. I guess it's true. I just, I felt pretty strongly that if you're going to make World Be Rolled a requirement for for a legendary, that exploring it was kind of part of that, and it was a really good way of getting people who might not have been into World Be Rolled into World Be Rolled, at least for a little bit. They might hate it, but they might also really enjoy it. So I'm seeing that as they move forward, they're disconnecting sort of the three game types more and more, which mm-hmm. I am like deeply a fan of and am like, greatly appreciative. Because I'm one of those people that's just like skills should work this way here, that way there, and that way there. These mechanics for here, here, and here, blah 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 blah. I mean they're just too different to really exactly. in, in a lot of ways balance well. And I mean that's that's one of those things in I mean you see it in every game that has multiple game types but one balance pool in you know, in Destiny, for example, which even though I've basically quit playing, I still sort of follow what's going on. They finally had to just break down and give shotguns a buff in PvE because they were fine in PvP, but against the like health pool of monsters and or of AIs, they just they didn't really do significant damage, and then you were standing right next to an enemy that could kill you really easily and didn't have any cover or anything like that. And so, you know, things like that just I mean, it's just that kind of situation all over the place in every game that has shared elements. So I'm I'm definitely a fan of separating things out. But I I just I just I really feel like for the world completion that you shouldn't it shouldn't be vastly more difficult for you to get a legendary because of your server choice. And that's really what the exploration element was. Yep. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, that's absolutely fair. It doesn't like getting people in the worldly world doesn't. Like there are other ways to do that instead of a legendary. Like the seasons. I mean I think I, I really have to give my hat off to ArenaNet for the World v. World seasons. I think they've done a really good job of like bolstering the World v. World populations and also getting people to try it out and mess around and do different things. I I think that's a really good a really good system. I recently learned what the actual World v. World season weapons look like and I've seriously debated actually trying to do something about it because they look amazing. Yeah. I want them, but I also am not a fan of World v. World, so I'm in a bit of a conundrum right now. I actually, I actually don't really like them that much, but I think that's more because I have a lot of skins that I already like and they would have to be replacing them, but I like that there are skins that other people like. That's, you know, that's always good. But it's also a good way to get, like, it's a good fast way to get ascended accessories if you don't want to do certain things. And I feel like it was a pretty good conversion rate on some of the rarer materials, too. It's been a while since I've looked, though. There was a really good conversion rate on Avi shards for a long time. I think that finally got nerfed because it was actually... I want to say it was like 50 obby shards per 25 of the world v. world tokens or something. I can't remember exactly the conversion, but it was 
you were getting more it was quite than good. maybe it was supposed to, yeah. But the thing is, even now, though, I don't even know if they nerfed it or if they have to, because you can get them in Silver Waste, and, I mean, Silver Waste takes a little bit more effort and time, but it's also, you can do it constantly in between. Like, you can actually get a pretty good amount of obby from Silver Waste. Yeah. Bo- both from chess, but also just from turning it in straight for straight for obby. I mean, I got a lot that way. Yeah, well, Abby is in a weird place now because they want it to, they want it to be more than just legendaries. I think players have the idea that Abby is for legendaries, and so now getting Abby is easier to get, and hence getting a legendary is easier to get. But it's also for ascended weapons now, and well, refining your Imperial, your Dragonite, and your Bloodstone, which you're sh- like supposed to have coming out your ears now. But you might not have karma or abi coming out of your ears, so I think it alleviates that for people who who are refining that often. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking from the perspective of somebody who's made three legendaries, the two fifty abi from pure karma was felt plus plus the abi for um, clovers felt really like an unfun grind once you spent your karma into the ground before. Um, so I, I think it's good that they've taken steps to at least make that part a little bit more accessible, especially, like you said, in light of the fact that there are multiple things that use it now. Shadow step changes? You guys play Thieves. Uh, I don't know. I don't know yet. Like, it's too early to say. On one hand, it's great because I don't waste a skill shadow stepping to somewhere where I can't go like it doesn't just drop me two feet in front of where I was yeah, <laughs> and like set the skill and cooldown so that's kind of useful but in the same vein there's a ton of places where I want to shadow step to and the floor is just slightly lower and then I can't do it and I haven't gotten Did they actually change the pathing? Um, my understanding is if it can't find pathing to a spot, it will not cast. Yeah. But if you but couldn't it, find pathing, it would just put you somewhere that wasn't there anyway before, right? So, did that, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. There was a lot of nuance to it before, and there obviously still is going to be now. It's just we don't really know what they all are. So, mm-hmm. it's just going to be a matter of... Like, basically relearning what can and can't be done. Yeah, like, shadow stepping. I shadow step a lot from the trading post in Lion's Arch to the bank. Like, I shadow step behind the Mystic Forge and walk across. And I can only shadow step in, like, a very select place at the end of the range now instead of, like, anywhere within it because it just doesn't work anymore. It hasn't it hasn't gotten me killed yet in dungeons, but I'm worried about it because if the the floor at a boss is uneven and I try and shadow step away like out of an attack and it doesn't cast, I'm gonna be hosed. Huh. And I'm not a big fan of that. So I mean, yeah, I guess even even if it didn't um take me the folder like the full movement range last time, or like the way it used to be, it would at least get me out of the attack probably that's fair Um, yeah that's fair so i don't yeah i I haven't gotten in trouble with it yet but i don't know how it will play out i'm i'm very glad that they decided to do this now yeah just see how they how it works rather than like dumping it on us in an expansion yeah Yeah. 
Yeah, and once I, again, just like very smart to be getting this stuff out ahead as fast as possible. And I really hope they listen to feedback when it comes to this, because, yeah. Trying not to be negative. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think about the new Gemstore stuff? Dyes, skins, etc. I really don't like the the dye packs because they're well way too RNG. Okay. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't like the dye packs because no matter how many I've gotten, I've never gotten one of the rare dyes out of them. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think I maybe bought like five of them when they're on sale once. Um. Didn't get anything from there. And I've gotten a handful of them through normal play, whether it was achievements or whatever. Never gotten anything useful from them, so they seem like a waste of money to me, but also the the blacker than black die. Um Shadow Abyss, yeah. I don't know, man. Did we really need a color darker than Abyss? I mean, so like black does... holes of people on my screen with their shadow abyss and their poly refractor black nonsense. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a little bit weird to basically have an entire die pack of blacker than the blackest black times infinity. Um, but whatever, <laughs> it doesn't doesn't really affect me, I guess. Yeah, it like. Yeah, the there were a lot of there's actually ten in it, and there's usually six when um when they do these like new die sets. But I didn't understand the point of having ten because most of them are so black on most armors that you can't even tell. Well, because there's an equivalent of them for all of the midnights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see. It's basically all of the midnight stuff, just darker. Just darker, yeah. Yeah, somebody did a comparison picture of them uh, on Reddit, and, you know, they had all of the Midnights and their Shadow equivalents side by side, and, you know, yeah, they're blacker. Drug. <laughs> we have Shadow weapons, right? Also? Is that... that's the thing? Yeah, they're a new Black Lion set. Mm-hmm. They are ugly as butts, in my opinion. <laughs> But I no, I'm sure a lot of people do really like them. It's just not something I'm gonna go out of my way to get personally. Um, but they do look pretty, pretty cool if that's your aesthetic choice. They've got like I don't know. I think the only thing I don't like about them is like the so kind of similar to the chaos weapons, but black in terms of like if you're trying to think of what they look like. Um, they have a nice. Like like a hard edge of a shadow, like a really hard, um, hard, like the lines are hard. It's not. I don't know how to explain this. There's not a gradient of shadow. It just goes. Right. It just cuts straight to black. Yeah. yeah. Um. But it, a lot of the pieces also have like like a carapace part to them. Uh, whether it's on the hilt or whatever, that <laughs> doesn't sit right with me. But yeah. I don't know what it's supposed to be, so most of them aren't really something real well. Yeah, most of them aren't really my jam, but you know, let's. They remind me of um, oh god, what's that thing in Guild Wars One? The Nightfall, um, Tormented? Or wait, no, not. I mean, uh, Ancient, the Ab- Primeval, the Abaddon minion thingy that ate Cormier's eyes. The hunger. The hunger. 
It reminds me of that. Oh, it okay. also reminds yeah, I me of. I kind of see where you're coming from. Yeah, it also reminds me of stuff from AQ, like Encourage, mm-hmm. and um, like the Rubian stuff in WoW, like Cthulhu and Thingamabob's old gods. Sure. Yeah. They're pro- I feel like I feel like the Shadow Great Sword is gonna sell like hotcakes when <laughs> when Hot comes out for Necromancers. Yeah, I actually wouldn't be too heartbroken if I got a Black Lion ticket and I could make an investment. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Or you could just make a cash investment. Uh, and by cash, I mean gold. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm in a weird place. I don't want to spend any money because I have so much right now. I'm like, I can't spend any. I feel so rich. <laughs> I've uh, never. I never have more. Like I'd never have more than thirty gold, and I have nine seventy right now. I'm like trying to hoard it and be a rich person, but it's it's all gonna go downhill as soon as Heart of Thorns comes out. I'll be completely honest, because I'm one of those people who's like, well, if I'm not spending my money, it's not doing anything for me. Yeah, yeah, I I feel like I've got a pretty good stockpile as well, and I feel like as soon as Heart of Thorns comes out, there'll be something that's overpriced because everybody wants it, and I too will buy it when it's overpriced because I also want it, even though that's yep. dumb and I know better. Fools like us make the economy go round. What can I say? Meanwhile, I'm sitting here with 20 gold just like, I have enough gold to buy the little things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, you know, whatever. If it floats your boat, more skins is never bad. I really, it sort of brings up a point. I really wish that there were a, a few more, I guess you would call them, like, mundane skins. I mean, I'm I'm way more into ornate but semi-realistic looking weaponry. Um, you know, I like a lot of the Crichton weaponry. I, you know, things like Infinite Light and things like that. I I really like all of those types of skins. I'm not as big of a fan of the like crazy million giant jutting out pieces style of skins. So I kind of I kind of wish some of the Black Line skins were a little bit more subdued and intricate or at least once in a while like the phoenix or is that still too much mm, a lot of the phoenix is kind of still too much for me but like i don't know i i guess i'm just boring in that way it's it's not very fantasy if you will but you know uh i like form factor like what's that one armor that looks really super cool on heavy males and looks completely different on females phalanx Phalanx. like i love the male armor style on that one like it's intricate and ornate but not like giant stuff sticking up everywhere or like wild crazy you know except the helm because wings that point to the sky sure the helm but i can sub out the helm like that's not a problem but yeah, I don't know. That's just a uh, personal preference. But that's but whatever. I already. Who am I kidding? I'm not gonna replace any of my stuff anyway. <laughs> I get too yeah. attached to my looks. I never. I never like re-roll my character's styles, or almost never. Oh, speaking of, didn't we also get some new hairstyles? We got new faces. Oh, um, is that what? That's what it was. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I I really like one of the male Asura ones for my my maybe future Revenant. I'm having a crisis because I have two character slots for Revenants. There might be a third one, <laughs> and I can't decide whether I want a Norn or a Char. So naturally, I played around with Asura and looks. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's got like one of those. It's a sickness. It's, yeah, it's got it's a male Asura face with scars over the nose and. 
on the on the inside, his eyes are the same color as the the iris, or his pupil is the same color as the iris. Um, so it's got that. I guess he looks blind or something. Sure. Yeah, I like that 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 idea for my revenant. Maybe the rest of them seemed very. Uh, I haven't. I looked at them and launched and I haven't looked at them since. But none of them really appealed to me. There were a lot of young girl human looking faces which surprises no one because that's what they all look like <laughs> um i don't really care for the human style anymore after becoming a uh i've i've converted to norn 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 forever relics of norn i mm. like i like a lot of the norn faces and body options but i don't like their proportions when you make them large uh we had a discussion about this on twitter actually i think yeah, um, but uh, that's just me. I can I can deal with the female ones, but the male Norn look like gorillas. They're made of refrigerators. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they do have a lot. I feel like they have a much wider variety of facial and like body archetypes, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I yeah, I'll, I'll, pretty much all the humans look the same. So. <laughs> I have to say I've been I've been on board with a lot of the char faces. They had some like really cute ones and this time I think they were going for some not so cute ones. But I was a little disappointed to see that each so for male and female both, all three new faces had the same face structure. Mm-hmm. Um so they're like the same base face with slightly different coloring. And then for the female, two of them, and for the male, at least one of them had bright red and white war paint that you couldn't change the color of. Yeah, I noticed that too. That's kind of strange. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. It'd be better if you could change the color. Yeah, I think maybe it would have been okay, but also I just yeah, none of the neither none of the painted ones are going to appeal to me because I can't color them. Yeah, I'm always too. I the one thing I do change on my character style is their dye job once in a while. And if you have a permanent feature on your face or your head or whatever that has a color, it kind of messes with things if you don't hide it. Um, which yeah, I I wish that you could customize that without having to use a kit or something. Yeah. But. Yeah, it is what it is. I just. I don't find it particularly appealing, and so I was disappointed to see that uh, not only the char faces, all one that I didn't particularly like, they were all just varying shades of didn't like it more. Yeah. It is what it is. I I don't know. I'm in a hard place with char faces because I really like like the elongated lion, or yeah, the, the lion-looking face mm-hmm. for the char. Um, so I have three char currently and a fourth one planned maybe for revenant and they all have the same face because i can't find another one that i like it drives me up a wall but i love char but i can't find another look that i like yeah that's uh that's a problem i mean i'm the same way with humans i like the human body type if you will but i all my men look basically the same and I have a couple female looks, and that's uh, about it. I feel like all the rest of the faces look also kind of the same. Mm-hmm. So, wait, that's not true. I actually only have one female human. Never mind. <laughs> not true. But they also all look kind of the same. 
No, that's not true. I do have two fingers. God, I can't even remember how many characters I have anymore. <laughs> Me either. It's a it's a problem. It's a first Tyrion problem. <laughs> yep. Did you did you want to share your first Tyrion problem, by the way? I have a Tequadles horde. My second Tequadles no, actually my third total. I got one on my Europe account, the first and only time I ever did Tequadle on that account. And then I was really sad because they were account bound, so I went back to North America and then got a Tequadles horde basically the day afterwards. And now I have another one, but I am leaving it in my bank and I won't open it because it doesn't match any of my die jobs. <laughs> oh, man. So I feel like that's mostly it, aside from the fact that we know that beta's starting soon, right? Yeah. And I didn't get invited, so I really... Me yeah. either. Me neither. Yeah, it seems I don't really know many people who have gotten in. Um, yeah, so I mean, presumably they'll be have. presumably they'll be expanding. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they will, and it's not a like a super big deal. It's what it's like two two hour tests at slightly different times of the day on a weekday. Yeah, whatever. And it's just it seems to be just what was in the demo because it's a stress test, and they just want to get a lot of people on the servers at once to see what it's like. Which, whatever. But on the same hand, I'm like, or on the other hand, maybe, I don't know how many hands I have, uh, I didn't get to go to Rezd, and I didn't get to go to PAX, and so I'm a little bit jealous, and I also want to play the demo. I really want to get my hands on a Revenant, you guys. It's just not even, it's, I need to swing an axe and then swing it again, and then line up all my foes and knock them down. And they get up again? Yeah. Now we're going to keep them down? Well, I'll keep them down when they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oh no, yeah. It's it's good. I mean, again, just like just like introducing the changes incrementally to you know stability and all that stuff. It's good to mm -hmm. do the beta tests in incremental population sizes. So, um, yeah. Is that pretty much it? I think so. It feels like a lot of things have happened, but I don't think that many things have happened since we did a show last. Yeah, kinda. It's, uh, you know, I, I mean, things are happening, I'm sure, for the people at ArenaNet because they're, you know, they've been, they did two conventions basically back to back. So it kind of makes sense that we've got a lull in the news of hard, crunchy stuff, but I suspect that we'll be getting real good stuff to talk about soon. So. Alright. Well, if you're listening to this, it means our website is up finally. So, uh, I've thanks. Been trying so hard. Trying so hard. Yeah, no, it's uh, apparently a bigger hassle than you would expect. But uh, thanks for bearing with us, and we hope to hear, see, whatever you next time. <laughs> <laughs>